Well, today I'm very conscious that it is the last Sunday before Summer Sundays, which is just great. Why? It's holiday time. It's holiday time. The fake tan is coming out. I've been in my shorts this week. It's like, man, you, that's a sight to behold, I'll tell you that now. That is something to, uh, uh, to pray for healing over your memories afterwards. But um, we got summer Sundays happening, and this is obviously holiday time in the United Kingdom. And I don't know about you, but have you ever, have you ever arrived at your destination and forgotten to pack something? Yeah, ever been there? No matter how many times I travel, and I do not a whole load of traveling, but I travel enough to know what I pack. Now, some people are list people. Oh, you make me just, yeah, list people. You get out your list. You've had the same list for like 20 years, and it's got all the different years. 1976, 77, 78, and you tick down. You're a list person. Any list people in the house today? Okay, we love you very much. We love you, we forgive you, we bless you. <laughs> Where's the spontaneous crowd? Yay! Five minutes before we're leaving for the aeroplane, chuck it in. 10 pairs of undies, throw them in. 20 pairs, where are my socks? I'm going away, where's my socks? They're in the, in the, in the dishwasher, that would be novel, wouldn't it? They're in the washing machine. You know I was going away. Why is it my fault? It's not your fault, I'm just saying. Just saying how it sometimes goes in our house. So it's like, I know what I'm packing. I know it's like the handful of undies, it's the handful of socks, it's the three t-shirts and that, this, you know, where it depends how long you're going for and, and all the rest of it. I went somewhere the other week for three days, ended up staying two weeks. That was interesting. <laughs> that was interesting. So in the shower in the morning, they didn't have flannels, so I used my socks and my undies. That's fine, it gives them a wash and gives me a wash. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Socks go on the hands, you can get everywhere with socks. <laughs> it's true, isn't it, Arnie? You know, it's perfect. Who needs a flannel when you got socks? It's great. Washes them, washes them, and the people come in to do the room in the mornings, and there's all my socks hanging <laughs> everywhere. And the thing that I, you know, tend to forget to pack is plug socket, the plug things. No matter, I have got so many of those things now because I get some with it. Oh no, I've got to buy another one. So I buy another one. I've got a bedside sort of cabinet with all sorts of things in it, and there is all my plug sockets. There's like a box of plug sockets. You need to go somewhere, I'm your man. <laughs> I can adapt to anything. <laughs> plug it in. I bent pins with stuff to get it in the socket. You name it, I've done it and I've got there and I've won, but now, you know, I don't want to forget. So you forget to pack your jacket or you forget to pack your, your swimmers. Anybody ever forgotten to pack the swimmers? It's like you're going on a beach holiday and you forget your swimmers. How crazy is that? What are you going to do? Or you, get it, you better buy some more. Just saying. 
I know there are those sorts of beaches, but we don't go there, we're Christians, all right? You go and buy your swimmers. Just saying. No shadow of doubt in Citygate Church. Has anybody ever forgotten any people? You've forgotten to bring someone. Well, I've got a story. You all know about when we left our 17-year-old, when he was three, we left him under the seats here in church. Two or three years old, we left him under the seats and went home, locked up, set the alarms, went all the way back to Orpington. Got home, I looked at Sharon, she looked at me. Who's got Michael? (laughs) Who's got Michael? Where's Michael? I thought you were bringing him home. No, I thought you were bringing him home. Right, he's still asleep under the seats at church. Of course, at 28 mile an hour, I drove all the way from Orpington all the way back to here, turned on everything. He was still fast asleep under the seats over there. Oh, oh, you don't have to live with him. You wouldn't be going, oh. So anyway, there was another time I forgot somebody. When I used to be in a a Christian band, I used to be in secular bands, then I became a Christian, and then I was in a, a Christian band. We used to do, you know, the Christian festivals and a few pubs and clubs and churches and stuff like that. Heavy, ba- heavy band, heavy band, hair and heavy. And um, we got all the way to a gig once and we'd forgotten to bring our bass player. He was sitting at home waiting to be picked up. We had a, a van, we had our band van, we all piled in the van, and he was a very quiet man, he really was. Some of you will know him, well, I don't know, a few of you might, a guy called Morris, and um, didn't say a lot, lovely man, and we got all the way there, and we looked around under the seats, and all I was, where's Morris? This is before the days of mobile phones, so we phoned him up, said, I'm waiting to be picked up. We said, we thought you were in the van. We'd driven all the way, about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. So he said, you better get a taxi. Oh, we left somebody behind. How terrible is that? Have you ever left anybody behind? No. Would you have liked to have left somebody behind? Yeah, now, now we're on the same page. Do we have to bring the mother-in-law? Is that, is that what people say? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just asking. Do we have to bring the kids? Oh. We had only had Chris about six months and Sharon and I went away. It was so good. We left him with mum. We'd had six months of he won't go to sleep. Never used to go to sleep before about 10.30 at night. I used to walk up and down for two hours in my bedroom. True, true. Well, if you're getting up during the night to feed, I'm getting into sleep. That's fine. I'm not getting up in sympathy. I'm staying asleep, yeah? <laughs> Absolutely right. Just trying to get him to sleep, and he'd just be looking at me. Go to sleep. So after six months, it's like, we're going so I don't know what it was. It was a conference, I think. I don't think it was a holiday. I don't think we would have been that mean. So, Mum, you're having Christopher. And they had him, and it was great. Eight days, I think it was. I can remember. It was about a week. It was quite some time. Anyway, moving right along. So... 
we go for holiday and we have a suitcase. <laughs> Not often I work with props. I work with animals all the time and children. So we pack our suitcase. And I want us, just like you need to remember some stuff when you go away, there are things I want you to remember today for your life. Is that okay? We've already read the, the psalm that I'm speaking from today, Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. So bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, heals all your diseases, redeems your life from destruction, crowns you with loving kindness, tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Last week, we talked about lift up your eyes. Last part of Dare to Dream. That we need to look, we need to see. And what do we need to see? We're not going through all that again. But I want to entitle today's um, sermon, isn't anything to do with Dare to Dream. This is just a, the last message I'm preaching for a few weeks. And I want to entitle it, Remember This. As we go through life, we've got to remember stuff. We've got to remember things. It's so easy to forget things. And sometimes it's not that we forget, we just lose our focus. We take our eyes off. We look at something different to what we should be. You know, that word to remember doesn't mean, you know, just you're not supposed to forget. It means to keep in focus, to keep as a priority in your mind to focus on, to be mindful of, to be intentional about keeping the memory of these things in our minds. So we're going to go through a number of things very quickly that we are going to pack in our suitcase of life. How does that sound? Ready? Look at someone say, remember this. Look at someone else say, don't forget. Okay, what's the first thing that we need to Remember, and the first thing that we need to get out of our suitcase, I've got so many things. Oh man, I've packed such a great suitcase here today and I've got stuff in, stuff in bags. I've got that, I've got that. I'm just making sure I've got everything. And the first thing I've remembered to pack are my cards. These are not credit cards. These are cards that get me stuff free. I get free coffee with this because I've had so many of the things. I've got a whole load of them stacked up there that I get free coffees. Everybody say free. free. You see, I've got this one here, which is a taste card. Sharon's got one as well. And it means we go into certain places. We buy one, get one free. free. We buy a dinner, we get another dinner free. We buy a starter, we get another starter free. These are great. Anybody else got a taste card? Oh, wonderful. You know what I'm talking about. Just, just get one. These are brilliant. Save you so much money. Free. Why? The first thing that we need to remember today, that God has set me free in Jesus' name. Any free people in the house? Galatians 5.1. Stand firm, therefore, in the freedom by which Christ has made us Free. Come on, let's say that. Stand firm, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with any yoke of bondage. You and I, if we've given our life to Jesus Christ, have been set 
free. I'm not trying to get free. I am free. Any happy people in the place today? You see, we've just read Psalm 103 that says, don't forget all the benefits. The first thing we've got to be mindful of on a daily basis, when we get up in the morning, I get up free. I'm not trying to get free. Oh, but Pastor Jay, I'm really bound in this area. No, you're not. You're free in that area. The enemy's trying to bind you up, but you identify with your freedom, not with the bondage in Jesus' name. You identify with the freedom, not with the sickness in Jesus' name. You identify. I'm not saying these things don't exist, but our identity is that we are free. We were free. We are free. We will continue to stand free in Jesus' name. Amen. Number two. We're going to go really quickly today, but these are things to never forget. As we go through our life, we're going to remember this message and we're going to act on it in Jesus' name. What's the next thing that we need to pack in our suitcase of life? You're wondering what I'm going to get out of this, aren't you? Well, I need to get out of my suitcase the fact that is an understanding that God has not finished with me yet. My life is a building site in Jesus' name. The Bible says this, Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 to 6, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making request for you with all joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ. Your life and my life is a building construction site and God is the master builder. God is at work in your life. God is at work in my life. Don't rule anybody off. Don't put anybody out. There is grace enough. There is mercy enough. There is faith enough. There is anointing enough. There is word enough to see the person come through and to see your life and my life come through into all the fullness of the complete work of Christ that God is doing on the inside. God at work. Your life and my life. Is a building site. When you see people, do you expect them to be perfect or do you have grace for them and say their life is under construction? When you see people, do you judge them by your own standards or by standards you think you should be imposing? Or do you, st- do you see people through the grace and the love of God that they're a work in progress? See, your husband or your wife is a work in progress. I know you want it to be quicker, but dear God, hang in there. You're not too good yourself. Just saying, your kids are a work in progress. They're like an eternal work in progress. We all understand that. You know, we say to them at three years old, why don't you grow up? They're going, "Mm, I'm trying. The fact is they are growing up. The fact is we're all growing up. The fact is we're all a work in progress. Keep your hat on. God sometimes wants to do some work where there's timbers falling around. There's bricks falling around. Put your yellow vis, high vis jacket on. You're a work in progress. And a building site is exactly what that means. It's a building site. Not a safe place to be. Not a safe place to be. When God is at work in people's lives, of course it's safe in God. You understand what I'm saying. But you know what? Stuff flies about. The world says it a different way. We'll just say life happens. 
and we are a work in progress. So stop pointing the finger at other people and having grace on yourself and start having grace on other people. Put your hard hat on and get on the building site of life in Jesus' name. Okay, what else have we got? You're intrigued now as to what is in my, is in my, I'm gonna have to take my hat off because. Now this is something that, that actually goes with me everywhere I go. Why? Because I have an understanding and I'm never gonna forget this, that I am getting younger every day. Every day. I'm getting younger. I'm getting younger. We read, my youth is being renewed like the eagles. This was actually a gift to me by a member of the church. And um, is, it, is it on straight? I can't, is it, is it good? Uh, so it's fine. I'm getting younger every day. I know I'm a sex bomb right now. I'm getting younger every day. The Bible says my youth is being renewed like the eagles. And we all know that eagles wear toupees. That's absolutely fine. The truth is, the truth is, <laughs> the truth is, <laughs> I am never going to live this down. That's the truth of this. The outside, I'm trending on Twitter. I just, I just feel so young right now. The truth is, please, please understand, on the outside, grow old gracefully. But on the inside is where the action's taking place. You don't need your toupee. You don't need your facelift. You don't need your boob job. You don't need the, the, the stuff, the cement. But what we do need, hello? What we, what we do need is to be renewed every day on the inside. To be renewed every day on the inside. The outside, take care of the outside, absolutely. Sharon looks younger today than on the day I married her. Amazing, absolutely beautiful and gorgeous and stunning and all the other words. Some of them I only use in private. But the thing I want to say today is I refuse to get old. I'm going to remember this. I'm not getting old. The outside, fine, but it's the inside. I refuse to get old on the inside. I refuse to get old in the fact that I will still live in hope for the future. I will not get old in my grace and patience with other people. Have you ever met those older people? Age is irrelevant here. It's an attitude who have lost patience and lost grace with people. There's a certain Facebook group that I'm part of, and it's called a so-and-so appreciation group. 
and all it is is one big moan. Everybody who posts on it moans. Just moaning, 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 moaning. About anything and about everything. Unbelievable. The only other post on there is I've lost my dog or I've lost my cat or I've lost my children. I don't know. I've lost my whoever. I refuse to get old in the wonder that I have that God can still amaze me. I refuse to get old and become boring. There's an expression we use. Call that person's a boring old. Just boring. Just people grow boring. They lose that zest. They lose that spice. They lose that excitement and that wonder about life. And they just become a couch potato flicking through the channels. There are times when I just need to go horizontal and it's just like, okay, what's on? (coughs) Excuse me. And if I can find a classic car or a classic bike thing or something like that or extreme engineering, I know some of that would bore the life out of some of you, but I find it interesting how things are made, what things done. And I see this thing, extreme engineering, these massive machines that is like, man, you needed machines to make those machines. It's amazing. I find it fascinating how people even think and invent stuff. I find these things you know, amazing. But heaven forbid that we just end up horizontal people, channel flicking people who've got nothing to live for. Don't get old on the inside and just get boring. No fun to be around. No fun to be around. I want to grow old and still be somebody people want to hang with. I don't want to become old by becoming completely irrelevant to today's generation. I remember the good old days. Dear God, these are the good old days. Stop moaning about the days we live in and thinking back to the 60s. They were as bad as today. The 70s were as bad as today. Different challenges. Different challenges. Absolutely. But you know what? Every generation is a mess. Every generation needs Jesus. Every generation has the challenges that they face and they need a move of God and they need a move of the church. We've got to adapt to the challenges of the day. Stop moaning about the young people. You were young once and your older people used to moan about you. Ah, oh, we didn't used to ride up and down the pavements with 3,000 people doing wheelies. No, but you did something else. You did something else. There's been no perfect generations. Let's not grow old and boring and old and irrelevant to today's generation. I really try hard and it's, a, it's an effort for us over 30s. It's a real effort. To, to align your mind and think like teenagers and like, you know, early 20s. But we've got to do it. Don't tell them how to think. Think like they think and then you might have some answers. You're not going to get them to think like an over 30. You're not going to get them to think like you in your 60s or your 50s or your 40s. Why? Because you can't take out their brain and replace it. So we got to adapt to think like them. 
and see how they're thinking and what they're thinking and why they're thinking it in Jesus' name. Okay. What else are we not going to forget? I want to keep it on. I really like this. Let's have a vote. Do I keep it on? Do I take it off? We don't do voting in Citygate Church. What else do I need? Ah. I need my bag of seed. Why do I need my bag of seed? Because something else I must never forget as I go through life is this. I can sow my way in or out of absolutely anything. I can sow myself in or out of anything. Galatians 6 says this, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. He who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap abundance. That's word zoe. Life as God has it. Not just eternal life. That's not what it means. It means life, the quality of life, the content of life, the character of life. Life as God has it. I can sow my way in or out of anything. Probably one of the greatest understandings in life is I have what I sow. I reap what I sow. The world says it like this. What goes around comes around. Other aspects of life say karma. We call it sowing and reaping because that's what God calls it. Now some people, they go through life Oh, I get my bag of seeds. You know what? I need a new job. Oh, no. Well, if, I, if I've got the possibility of losing my job, I better close my seed bag up because I need to prepare for the worst. Well, your job's in the bag. Job's in the bag. Don't close the bag. Well, perhaps somebody else is saying, you know what? Um, I need healing in my body. I need healing. So things aren't too good right now, so I better close the bag. No, because your healing's in the bag. Everything we need in life is in the bag. Because everything we reap, we sow. So you know what you do? Some people are like this. Well, okay, some people are bag closers. Other people are sort of, well, you know what? I'm going to take one seed and I'm going to believe God. Perhaps the seed is you spend time with somebody. Perhaps the seed is the fact that you're praying for somebody else's job. Perhaps the seed is that you're spending more time in the Word of God. Perhaps the seed is an offering. Perhaps the seed is you need to travel somewhere and sow your life into into something and that can bear fruit for you. The seed can be a million and one things. But some people are like, well, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna plant one seed. God, I need a miracle over that seed. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I'm the sort of person that I will sow myself in or out of absolutely anything. 
I'm not just going to be a one seed man. I'm going to sow seed everywhere I can into the lives of other people. Sowing seed. Don't close your bag. Look at someone say, don't close your bag. Don't close your bag. Come on, sow your seed. Sow your seed. We got to be seed sowers. We need to hoover this up before the second service. Give them something to work for, eh? In Jesus' name. Amen. Sow your seed. Some of you, that's going to be stuck in your hair for weeks. That's why I took my toupee off. I knew what was happening. I can sow my way in or out of anything. The whole of life is about sowing and reaping. Oh God, I need healing. Well, number one, put in a prayer request. We'll pray for you. Number two, find somebody else who's sick and lay hands on them yourself. Lay hands on them. That's about three of you getting this right now. Lay hands on them. The amount of times if I've been struggling with stuff, I will find someone who's sick. I will look for somebody because my healing is in their healing. Because as I sow, I will reap in Jesus' name. Sowing and reaping. Vitally important. Okay. What's the next thing that we have? I need to speed up a little bit. I'm enjoying myself. (laughs) I've got to remember to take... Equipment with me. Number five, when the enemy comes in, God moves. These are things to remember every day of your life. Isaiah 59, 19, when the enemy comes in. See, some of you quote that wrong. When the enemy comes in like a flood. Can I just say the enemy is not a flood. He's a trickle. When the enemy comes in, Like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against them. Like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. Like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord. I can get this a long way. Like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord. One version says it like this. When the enemy comes in, Like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him and will put him to flight for he, God, will come like a rushing stream which the breath of the Lord drives. Now, this is not what I would really want to pack. What I would really want to pack, according to this scripture, is a water cannon. That's what I would really want to pack. Because our God is not just a little bit of water. Our God, oh, we, we, it's on the wrong 
thing. This is, oh, boom. Oh, God, it should be much smaller than that. That's, anyway, what, oh, there we go. Boom. Water cannons everywhere. What must we never forget? What must we never forget? When the enemy comes in, God moves. God moves. Oh, but Pastor Jay, I'm under so much attack. Yeah, but God has got a big water cannon. Yeah, but Pastor Jay, you don't know what the pressure is right now. But God has got a water cannon. God is going to blast out every enemy. I want to say this, stand still and see the salvation that God is going to bring into your life. God will fight your battles. God will stand up for you and God will defend you and bring you through into victory every time. God will fight your battles in Jesus' name. What else do I need to pack in my suitcase? I need to pack a name with me. The name I need to pack is the name of Jesus. I need to pack in my suitcase something that is going to deal with every enemy that wants to come at me. No matter what happens. some lack and poverty now. I don't know how you see the name of Jesus. I see the name of Jesus as something to take the head off of every enemy. Take the head. I know it says Wilson but it's not really Wilson that I'm carrying around with me. It's the name of Jesus. The Bible says, Acts chapter 3, and his name. What name? Jesus. What name? Jesus. Jesus. Through faith in his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, The faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. I want to say this today. As we walk through the journey of life, pack the name of Jesus and use the name every day. Slam the name of Jesus into every circumstance, into every situation. Use the name. Pray the name. Worship the name. Stand on the name. Speak the name. Believe in the name. Prophesy the name. Use the name of Jesus. Knees bow when his name is declared. Enemies are defeated when his name is declared. The abundant life of God is released when his name is declared. The enemy's camp is scared of his name. The angels magnify his name. We use the name. The name of Jesus. Wow. What else do we need to pack? You getting anything out of this today? Well, never heard you preach like this before, Pastor Jay. Well, it's a new day. 
What else do we need to pack in our suitcase? We need to pack our sunglasses. What else do we need to remember? Look at someone and say, forget not. What are we not forgetting? So many things we're not forgetting today. I can't read this under my glasses on. Doesn't work, does it? We're not forgetting that God has set us free. We're not forgetting that God has not finished with me yet. We're not forgetting that we're getting younger every day. We're not forgetting that I can sow my way out of absolutely anything and into absolutely anything. We're not forgetting that when the enemy comes in, God releases his water cannon. We're not forgetting that there is power in the name of Jesus Christ. And we're not forgetting this. The anointing destroys every yoke. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. Why have you got your sunglasses on, Pastor Jay? Acts 10, 27. It shall come to pass in that day, his burden will be taken away from off your shoulder and his yoke from off your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Like rust destroys steel. Have you ever seen anything rust? When rust destroys steel, the strongholds of the enemy cannot help but be destroyed. This is the analogy in the Word of God. Like rust destroys steel, so the anointing destroys. It gets into the strongholds of our lives and takes the power and the strength out of it. What happens when we lift up our cares and we cast them onto Jesus? When we lift up our anxieties, our woes, our situations, what are we supposed to do with them? Put your sunglasses on and put them right up there into the presence of God, which should be coming out about now. Where's my presence of God? There's my presence of God. I'm holding up every care, every anxiety, every sickness, every disease, and I'm allowing the presence of God to invade into every situation, to invade into every circumstance. Let the presence and the anointing of God Fill our lives again. The presence of God. You can take those down now before they blow some fuses. Thank you very much. Because they do. Oh, I can't see a thing now. Stripes. The last thing as the band comes back up. What else? do we need to pack in our suitcase? Well, I couldn't think of anything to put in there to say what I wanted to say. So I'm just going to make this last point. You may be down, but you're not out. You may be down, but you're not out. You may be down, but you're not out. Micah 7.8 Rejoice not over me, O my enemies, for when I fall, I shall arise. I want to say this over each of our lives here today with every bit of faith and prophecy in me. I'm not a prophet. I very rarely prophesy, but I want to declare this today. Your failure is not final. In Jesus' name. Your failure is not final. One of the funniest things I've ever seen was when I I rode a, a bicycle off the platform. It was a black tie, 
there's the chief of police for the borough, borough commander, and all his deputies and whatever else. There was the mayor, there was the deputy mayor, there was the chief executive of the council, the leader of the council. There was about another 20 other councillors. There were all the head teachers from the area. Uh, there were the business leaders of the area. Uh, the place was full of dignitaries, black tie event. In this room, we've we, we done a lot of those. And we were given away so many things. And we gave away this really, really beautiful push bike. And I thought I'd ride it first. So I rode it round the platform and then this, the anointing came all over me. And I thought all things are possible to he who believes. And I thought I'm gonna jump off the platform and I'm gonna ride up the aisle and down there and round the back one and then I don't know what I'd do when I get here but so I come around here and I don't know if it was the speed, <laughs> terminal velocity. I don't know if it was the fact that I'm so athletically streamlined, but whatever happened, I came here and as I came to the end of this to leap off, <laughs> launch myself down the aisle. I dribbled off the platform. The front wheel went down, the pedals caught on that, the front wheel went down, I went over, I broke the bike and I just missed the chief of police by millimetres. <laughs> but not being one to give up, I was under the bike <laughs> and I sprung up and Chris Hammond was wetting himself. <laughs> Mandy Palmer I think needed to go out to be relieved. Um, and I sprung up like John Cleese on a good day. <laughs> did my little jig. And I said, oh, that didn't work, did it? And just got back up on the platform. <laughs> Perhaps I should find the clip. Talk about earning 200. Oh no. Oh no. I no, didn't, I yeah, that was quick. Abandon ship, everybody. Oh, my word, mind the lights. Okay, does it jump or well? Does it jump? No, it doesn't. Oh, dear. That didn't work, did it? But there we go. Oh, man. I didn't know you had that. That was quick. Rejoice not over me, oh, my enemies. For when I fall, I shall arise in Jesus' name. Come on, let's stand to our feet here today. Come on. A lot of us are going on holiday. Make sure you pack your suitcase of life. Come on, let's lift our hands right now. Father, we thank You that You are a God who takes us on a journey, amazing journey. We've got so much to be grateful for. We're not trying to get free, we are free. Lord, we're not trying to, Lord, to go through life limping. We have the name of Jesus, which defeats every enemy. We can have confidence in the fact that You come like a rushing mighty wind, like a flood of water to wipe out our enemies. Father, we thank You that our life is a construction site. You've not finished with us yet. We thank You that You are 
the anointing, which destroys every yoke and removes every burden. Just right now in His presence, if you got something you need the Spirit of God to rust away, why don't you let Him do it right now? Perhaps it's a bitterness, it's an unforgiveness. Some stronghold, some mindset, oh, I'm a failure. Let the presence of God right now rust that away. By Your Spirit, Lord, oh, by Your Spirit, Lord. Thank You, Jesus. Come on, lift up that care, that anxiety into the presence of God right now. That thing that's trying to keep you bound. Come on, you're free in Jesus' Name. I want to stand against cancer right now in Jesus' Name. Let the anointing of God destroy that thing. Destroy that thing. Fears, anxieties, worries, cares, concerns. Thank You, Lord. We glorify Your Name. Come on, why don't we worship Him a little bit? Come on, lift it up into His presence right now. Lift that relationship up into the presence of God right now. Let the anointing of God destroy every yoke. Move every burden, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, there are some people here today and you think you're out the race. You're not out the race. In Jesus' name, rejoice not over me, O my enemies. When I fall, I shall arise. In Jesus' name, I rise up now. I get up. Come on, declare it over your life. I rise up now. I, I refuse to stay down. I refuse to stay down in Jesus' name. I stand up. I rise up. Resurrection life in this house. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name.